the previous episode, we got a lot of feedback on the conversation we had around the purpose and why the school system came into existence a long time ago and how our system is failing our kids. That's episode 87. And some people were having a hard time with it. They're like, okay, do you want us to just go pull our kids out of school and start homeschooling? That's not the purpose of it at all. It's to bring awareness to reality. And then today's episode is building on that to talk about what we can do to offset it. All is not lost. There are so many good things that can come from your kids in school or whether you homeschool. That's not the point. The point is being aware of where the deficits are so that you can fill in those gaps. Because if you feel that same calling that I feel to raise your kids in leadership, to equip them to go against the grain and go against all the brokenness of society and what's going to come at them and help them become the person they're called to be and to live rooted in their values and to influence their environment versus being influenced by it, there's a lot of work that we as parents have to do to infuse that into our kids. And my point is they're not getting it in school. So today we're having a conversation around why really cultivating the entrepreneurial spirit in your children is one of the most powerful things you can do. And the cool thing is that as entrepreneurs, we have a special opportunity that other people just don't have in leveraging our gifts as entrepreneurs and our business even to raise our kids in that entrepreneurial spirit and to have them be entrepreneurial minded. So I'm not saying you you're paving the path for your five-year-old to definitely start a business of their own. The entrepreneurial spirit is something that can be leveraged and a huge advantage no matter what path they go on in life. So let's jump into this conversation today. This is going to be a really powerful one. And if it speaks to you, I ask you to share it because I know that a lot of people like, like us, a lot of other entrepreneurial parents, it's tough. We don't have those resources and the tools to have conversations like this from the angle of what it looks like as an entrepreneur raising kids. So if it speaks to you, share it with someone else that you know is in the same boat as us. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. So you might be feeling a little stressed or a little like, oh man, I just, I didn't know those things about the school system or or I wasn't conscious of the fact that our kids might not be getting what they really need to become the leaders they're called to be through the system itself. 
Well, today's episode is going to talk a little bit more about what it looks like to raise your kids in that entrepreneurial spirit and how we can prepare our kids for life, not just higher education or working for the man. That's the brokenness, okay? That's the mentality that many of us were steeped in growing up. I know that I was, and just based on the fast track to college kind of mentality. And we fail our kids when we do that in in some ways. So I had this really powerful conversation with my friend, Mel Abraham. Many of you probably know him or have heard him on the show or are aware of his incredible works and what he's putting out into the world as a thought leader. But he had this moment where in raising his son, he was a single dad, and he had this bike accident. He ended up with a really severe concussion, which was super scary. And He's a finance guy. So he had his, quote, affairs in order. Like if something happened to him, his son would be financially okay because he had the life insurance policy and all the things and all the ducks in a row for his son. But he had this epiphany, this moment where he was like, man, I will be handing off the keys to the kingdom to my son if something, God forbid, happens to me. But he wouldn't know what to do with it. Sometimes we, quote, equip our kids with the things or we tee them up to be taken care of financially or we put them in school so they get the education, but we're not there behind the scenes actively and consciously teaching them what to do with it and how to leverage it. And that conversation with Mel was such a powerful one for me and it really struck me because it made me realize, man, Our role in their lives and leading them and shepherding them is so much deeper than what we're sometimes even conscious of because society isn't talking about these things. It's not saying teaching our kids to have the values and the characteristics and the qualities and the skills to become the person that can handle the education they're receiving. It's like, just get the education, just learn the things, just get the degree. Uh, And it's why we we're seeing based on data, this is not me just being a jerk, (laughs) but based on data, we have the most educated kids in history and they are the dumbest. Literally, they're the dumbest kids in history and they are the most educated, meaning they have the education. They even have advanced degrees beyond undergrad and even master's degrees and they're getting PhDs and they're continually going back to school, but they don't know what to do with it. They can't get a job. They can't keep a job. They don't know how to have conversations with people. They don't know how to look people in the eye. They don't know how to do things outside of the virtual world. There's so much that they're lacking because we're making sure they're on that fast track to quote success based on society and the school system's metrics, but we're not there shepherding them and becoming the leaders they need to be to to use it to their advantage. And it becomes their disadvantage. Because the truth is being in tune with their gifts and their passions and being able to take on risks and be flexible with changing times, those are the exact skills they're not getting. And the ones as entrepreneurial parents, we're uniquely qualified to provide for them because we need to bring in the value of creativity and curiosity and inventiveness and character development just as much, if not more, than we value literacy and math and writing skills that they're getting in school. Guiding our kids with an awareness 
of the world of entrepreneurship and cultivating the necessary skills for this life is going to prepare them for the future, even if it's not to go start a business of their own. Those skills will serve them no matter what path they go down. And at a minimum, the skills that we can help them develop and the experiences that we want them to have and and the personality development we want to cultivate, that's going to help them see what opportunities are even right for them. For me, I had such a one-track mind because that was just what I was conditioned for. But the cool thing was my parents, not even consciously, just out of necessity, they enveloped me completely in entrepreneurship. I was fully integrated into them running a business out of necessity. We didn't have a nanny. We didn't. So there were many times after school, I was getting dropped off at my mom's office and sitting alongside her as she was working with a client and I was hearing her problem solve and support them and guide them. Or I was on the road with my dad in the car as he was going out to look at properties, real estate appraiser. And I was learning how to navigate that or how to use the camera. The cameras back then were hysterical or how to take detailed notes. And so there was so much I was learning and it wasn't a super conscious thing for them. Like, oh, I want to integrate family and business. It was like, you don't have a choice, kid. You're coming along for the ride. But it was such a gift to me and it helped me grow and develop so much and come up with a lot of these skills and these values and just the way I viewed the world. And it wasn't what I was getting in school. So I just want to emphasize something really important for you to hear. You are naturally qualified for this. So if you're sitting there saying, I don't know leadership, I don't know, you know, how to teach these things. No, no, no. You are these things. You are the embodiment of them. You are an entrepreneur. You've said yes to this path. This is what you're called to. At the same time, you were called to have these babies and raise them up in leadership. So get out of your mind the doubts and the imposter syndrome and all the things that you're, or or the fact that you're spread so freaking thin that you can't even fathom teaching them. It's not about carving out time to homeschool your kid in the entrepreneurial spirit or in leadership. It's about bringing them into the fray of your world and being who you are and letting them see that and being the embodiment of it and having active and conscious and intentional conversations around it and challenging them and helping them see, okay, what are you seeing in the schools that are not in alignment with the values that you want to live by? And what are you witnessing and what can you do better? And how can you be a problem solver and a solution-oriented future thinker like a leader? That's what this is about. So we're going to go into that. What are some of the skills that you can start thinking about to weave into their world and into their worldview? What can you um, bring to the table? What can you cultivate in them? And what's the impact of that? And the good news is if it feels overwhelming, I've got you. Just stay tuned, okay? This is like I'm my vocation. I'm dedicating my life to this. I've pivoted on a dime from a really successful business that was humming to take some risks to take this on because I feel that call to it. I'm watching in real time the need for it in my clients and their struggles alongside their kids that they want this so badly, but they don't know the how. And I'm also seeing my three little ones and saying, man, I don't want to drop the ball on this, but it's not out there. It's not in an existence. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, just stay with me because there's some really cool stuff upcoming that will be life altering for you and in doing this work. So some of those skills, just to highlight them, if you're thinking, man, what are those entrepreneurial skills? I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, but I just do things so automatically. It's just who I am. Well, there are probably a lot of these things that you 
have developed through business that you're not even aware of just because they were a necessity in being an entrepreneur. Things like having that positive outlook or being resilient, okay? Like how many times have you been knocked down on your arse where you had to scrape yourself back up and make it happen? It's kind of the nature of entrepreneurship, right? Uh, And seeing possibility. That's not something conditioned in our kids from the world. The world says, here are your limitations. Oh, here's Take this quiz and I'll tell you what job you're going to be able to do based on your grades and or based on how you perform on these tests. This is what you're capable of. No possibility, no thinking outside of the metrics, no seeing the great vision for their lives. That's something that you've done beautifully if you have said yes to pursuing entrepreneurship or persistence when it gets hard. Keep going. Don't give up on the dream. Don't give up on even the task in front of you, that persistence, something that you've worked hard to create and develop in your world can be such a gift to your kids. Or risk tolerance. Okay, this is a big one. I think that society, the school system, creates really risk-averse people. And to be successful, not just by benchmarks that the world says is is important, but by benchmarks that a leader, a luminary leader would see as important, like moments created and possibilities achieved and lives impacted, that kind of success. You have to be a friggin' risk taker. You have to be willing to go way outside the lines and outside the box and say, I don't know how this is going to turn out but I'm willing to try. There's nothing amazing on this side of playing it safe, okay? There has to be this willingness to go a little bit further, to take a risk, right? Because it's really comfortable to say, okay, it's just safer if I get this job that pays me predictably every two weeks, even if it's not you know, paying me up to the potential that I want or even close. And even if I don't like it, and even if it's not in alignment with who I am, it's safe. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be like, all right, it's on me. I'm not going to depend on that person to write my check. I'm writing my own check. And there are going to be weeks where that check ain't written because I've got to figure out another way. So on top of being a risk taker, you're also a problem solver. You're an innovator. You're someone who sees the possibility and tries new things to get there. Imagine the gift that that can be for your kid, not to mention the resourcefulness and the inventiveness and the innovator within them that will be cultivated in always seeing a way, always seeing a way. If I could boil down a successful entrepreneur to one thought, it's that resilience, it's that always find a way. There's no excuse. There's no, there's no path forward. It's like this might not be the path, but I got to find another way. And having that ability to get back up and see failures as just part of the game. Imagine the pressure that comes off your kids. When, you, when your kid takes a test and the school says, you just flunked that test, there's an immediate feeling of I am a failure in this thing. And I have to keep trying the same thing over and over and I might be continually getting an F in it, right? Or I might get it to a D. But what if instead they saw, all right, this is a part of my story now. 
what do I have to do to change this? Is this something that I'm going to keep working at to improve it? Or am I going in a different direction? Is that just not my jam? But we don't have that luxury in the schools because, you know, if you're getting an F, it's problematic, right? But And I'm not suggesting you allow Fs with your kids. Like, I, I, I believe that sometimes that means there's not a lot of trying happening. But the same goes for, like, a C, right? Like, when we get – a kid gets all A's and one C – where does the attention go? Not on all those A's. It goes on the C. Why did you get the C there? We got to bump that one up to an A when there are all these lights blinking saying, hey, this is where I'm great. This is where I should put my energy. But no, we got to put our energy into where we're weak. And then looking at measurable results. You do this all the time in your business, or at least I hope so. If you're not measuring your growth and possibility, it's time to do that. <laughs> but if you are, because you're an entrepreneur, Teaching your kids how to look at, wait a minute, I am growing. I am finding success. It's not always by the same metric as everybody else. So these are the skills that we want to develop in them. This is all a part of the entrepreneurial spirit that will serve them. Can you see how that will serve them, whether they start a business of their own, or they become an author, or they become a speaker, or they become a teacher? Now they're going to go into this broken system and make an impact or they're a nurse, they're thinking differently. They're not saying, oh, sorry, I have to follow this course of action because it's exactly by the book, but instead they're being a problem solver. They're thinking outside the box. They're seeking possibility with their patients. There's so many ways, whether they go the corporate route, right? That's gonna serve the company. So this is the stuff that we wanna cultivate in them. And we as a company really wanna support you in that because it's so, so important. The current state of our world just, being frank, can be a pretty scary place to raise kids. And I feel like this is the hardest time in history to raise kids. This is the hardest time in history to be a kid. And I believe this job is more important than ever for us. And they'll be taking us into the future that's really unknown. And the what the world will look like is dependent on the people leading it, right? And, and that's our kids. And as parents, we have to prepare them for it. Because that whole concept of you know, we've talked about it on the show multiple times. Are they going to come in and be influenced by their environment? Or are they going to be influencers? Are they going to be the ones that are making the impact? I don't mean influencers on Instagram. I'm talking about true influence, not just a bunch of followers buying what you're selling. Okay, so here are 10 ideas to help cultivate the entrepreneurial spirit and just grab them and use them. Okay, they, these are simple. They require consciousness, and sometimes we can easily forget to do these things because we're so on autopilot in our lives. So the first is, no matter your kid's age, make them figure it out. Make them figure it out. We want to solve their problems. We want to end their pain. We want to fix it for them. We want to prevent failure. Now, if they're stuck on a train track and there's a train coming, maybe that's not the time to implement this strategy. But if they are encountering trouble with their friends, and they have a question about how to handle it, don't just give them the answer. Ask them, well, what do you think? How, how do you think that the best way to handle that is? So make them figure it out. That's going to develop so many of the qualities we just talked about. Encourage their pursuits. Yes, you as a parent in this generation are probably like me where you're just trained to push those good grades. But Maybe there's something over here in left field that isn't on the report card or isn't the traditional sports that they want to play, but it's really exciting to them. 
or they want to create a project that's going to make an impact, but you're like, oh, that's going to take my time and that's going to be stressful. Encourage those pursuits. When there are sparks in your kid, you're the, you're the gasoline. Be the gasoline. Don't be like the wool blanket thrown over it to try and put out the fire, okay? Encourage those pursuits. The third is teach them about money. Don't hide it from them. When they want something, we do this with our son all the time because he, thankfully, we don't have cable or anything, so they don't see commercials, which is hysterical. So when we go visit my parents and they have regular cable, the kids have like their first exposures to commercials and they see these toys and they're like, oh my gosh, their eyes get as big as like plates and they're, I want this and I want that. And then that opens up the door and our kids are young, so it might be a different conversation for your older kids, but it opens up the door for us to have those conversations like, okay, well, to buy those things, money is required. Let's talk about how much and how you earn that. And that's something that's really important. And also the understanding of the value of money, not just from a like how much it gets you, but the value of having money and not building up this negativity around money. Because for me, what I always witnessed in my family that was so cool and how I want to live. And Michael and I talk, talk about this all the time when it comes to money. We want more money. Trust me, we want a lot more money. But I don't want more cars. I don't want a bigger house. I don't want to take more vacations. It's not for me. I want to give it away. Money is so awesome. The things that we can do, the impact we can make, the way we can serve the people working within our company. I want to reward them and let them build generational wealth in their families through our company. Like money can be a really good thing, but that's not going to come from building up these fears around money. And that's a whole other podcast episode that we'll get into another time, but really important to know. Encourage them to read. Encourage them to read. I hated reading as a kid. And it makes me so sad that it took me until like full-on adulthood to become a reader. And it wasn't until I started reading and really consuming and thinking and questioning and engaging in that process of learning that my mind started to expand and I started to become the creative soul that was dying to get out, to create their own thoughts and innovate. So how can you make reading something they want to do? Even teenagers maybe are fighting it, but there's always that saying, leaders are readers. And I really think that's true because if you're trying to do everything in a vacuum of your own thoughts and you're not expanding your mind and learning, you know, you're going to be limited in that potential. Involve them in decisions. Involve them in decisions, even within the business. We do this all the time. So we're planning for Camp Luminary. It's our big camp event this summer. It's really exciting. We have amazing people coming to it. And Jack, our oldest, is going to be a part of it. And he's actually in meetings talking about planning for it. Hey, what do you think would be a more powerful conversation for these kids attending? What do you think they're struggling with? Encourage them to become part of the decision-making process in business. Hey, would you do this or this? We're encountering this problem. How would you solve it? Uh, And then in your home, you know, one thing that's really important to us is as we integrate our family more into our business, we want our kids to be a part of that process. So for things like speaking engagements for me, I want to know what my son thinks about different engagements or what my kids think, I should say and why they would choose one over another and how many is too many, how much is 
too much time away from family? Or should the family come to this speaking engagement? So involve them in decisions, help them learn how to be decisive and to discern and to make choices and to stand by them. Just another thing to keep in mind is what you're demonstrating and demonstrating gratitude, right? Sharing regularly what you're grateful for is going to help them tap into gratitude. So another thing that you can do with them, and we do this all the time at prayer time, at bedtime, at dinner time, we go around and talk about what we're so, so grateful for. Even in tough days, you know, even when we've had a bad day or one of our kids has had a bad day. Okay, but what are you grateful for? What's good? Let's talk about it. Reward their risk-taking, right? Reward that innovation. Reward hard work and effort over the straight A's. They might put in a lot of effort into something and it might flop. But if you're only rewarding the things they get the metric or the benchmark to show that they, quote, have hit a level of success, they're going to lean more towards that versus taking risks and continuing to try and continuing to innovate. Reward when they do that. Acknowledge what they've created or what they're trying to do, even if it didn't work, right? Let them know it's okay. If it, if it flops, you tried and keep being creative, keep trying. Help them practice setting goals and plan to accomplish them or to take them to the finish line. A lot of times kids will throw ideas or things they want out there, but they don't know yet how to create a path there or what that goal actually means for them, right? They might set a goal of being in the NBA when they're 10, but that path starts around that time. So, okay, let's talk about it. What would be required to hit that goal? Uh, And they might learn that certain goals sound cool or they're comparing to other people, but maybe it's not really for them and help them figure out which ones are the right ones for them and then set that path and create the benchmarks to get them there. Okay, so the next is thinking about the skills we're actively cultivating in our kids and are they in line with our values, okay? So this might be different for you than me, but some of our values as a family To live out those values, you actually are developing them as a skill a little bit, okay? So becoming empathetic is not just a value you might have. It's actually something kids have to practice. Or being creative, it it is innate in them, but living it out becomes a skill to be developed. Or communication skills, problem-solving skills. Confidence is a skill, right? Confidence to take action or to do the thing or to speak up that risk-taking, the resilience, all these things might be values to you because you've already developed the skills to live out the value, but are you cultivating the skills in them to be able to do those things? Point out when you notice others really living out their purpose and what that looks like. Talk about your path to purpose and what that looks like and how you're living it out. Help them see what that means or what that looks like through the lens of the business that you're running, right? Sometimes we are... At the end of the day, we're sitting around the table with our kids, we're talking to our spouse, and we're just kind of like venting about the work of that day instead of really also shining light on opportunities to speak of the purpose behind what you do and why. So sharing why we love what we do and how we got started and why we continue, even though it's hard, that's a really powerful thing for them to hear. Yeah, we we hit months that are really tough or we walk through years or seasons that hurt But why do we keep going? What's the underlying purpose and helping them see that? And then pointing out other people that you witness or even people from afar 
that are doing that and sharing those stories with them. And a final note for all these ideas, being a kid is stressful enough, so let's make cultivating these skills fun and simple, right? It doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing, or if your kids are in traditional school where you bring them home and you do this for three hours at the table, it's not that kind of thing. This is a way of life, and I think that's the thing I want to keep drilling in. This is a way of life. This is a a line in the sand. This is an opportunity to keep going. So I hope this inspired you to bring that entrepreneurial spirit that you have, that spark you have to your children, and encourage them to embrace thinking differently. And this is something that I want to go deeper on because to me, this is one of the most critical decisions and things that we can do as entrepreneurial parents to raise our kids up into the innovative, creative, fulfilled, thriving leaders that we want them to be. But I don't think it's being discussed enough. And I don't think the how is being discussed enough. It's a concept and it's also trendy to say, oh, freedom lifestyle and be really present and have boundaries. But there's so much more to it. You hear that and I just want to friggin' punch the computer when I see stuff like that because I'm like, okay, yeah, but what does that really mean? And what does that look like in the day-to-day? So I'm hosting a, a live call. It's free and it's really a rally cry. Basically, like if this spoke to you, you've got to be there because there's a life on the other side of this concept that is so different from the lives that most people are living. And it directly affects our kids when we choose to live beneath that possibility. So I'm calling it a rally cry. It's a call to arms for all entrepreneurial parents. It's on May 10th and 11th. And there are different times to make it work for your schedule. But if you want to tee your kids up in leadership, and you know there's something more calling you of how you're going to show up in this, and you want to talk about the how, and you want to talk about the mistakes that are being made, and you want to talk about, okay, well, my kids are in traditional school. How do I offset this? There's so much more than what we just talked about today, and it's going to be transformative. And I know this isn't going to speak to everybody, so I'm speaking directly to the people where you, you there's something in you when you hear this stuff that you're like, all right, I got to be there. So head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash rally cry to grab your spot. There are limited spots. This is a really important conversation. Uh, A lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about on this call is not what you expect. It's not what you're going to see coming and it's going to blow your mind. So be there with me. This is the start to a movement and I want you at the the forefront of it because it's going to directly positively impact your children and your life, your business, your quality of life, all of that. So head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash rally cry snag your spot, and I'll see you there. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.